0: Man, we are um, we're just in love with your pastors and your church. In San Francisco, we would say, this place is dope. <laughs> it is cracking. That's how we say it. Man, what a, what a joy and what an honor. We've heard such great things from uh, Coeur d'Alene and your church right here. And um, what an honor it is, Pastor J.O. and Dean. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We've been having a blast. And uh, I've learned one thing in life, that life isn't always fair. Pastor J.O. is older than me, and yet he's got a better tan than I do, more facial hair than I do, and he is yoked. Life ain't fair. Love hanging out with you. Love hanging out with the team. I love this team. This worship is off the chains. Love it. Love it. I love it, first of all, because Jesus is glorified, and I feel the presence of God here. I also love the fact that there's a generational thing going on here. We got some young, crazy people on the platform and some older folks back here, and it's all crazy. You guys are madly in love with Jesus. So uh, I believe that you guys have tapped into something special here, and um, I'm just excited to be here. And then I'm also thrilled and honored to be with one of my heroes of faith, Pastor Bob and Sue. We love these guys. And Pastor Bob was actually Elena's youth pastor back in the day. And um, so, my mentor in youth ministry as well taught me how to do mission strips and prophesy and all that. So, it's just a joy for us to be hanging out with them. And uh, I'm just thrilled to be with you here. And, uh, anyways, as your pastor said, um, God's blessed us with four kids. It's crazy how that happened. We went on four dates and, like, wow, bam, it happened. <laughs> and uh, they say, um, my daughters, they say, like, wow, they look just like Elena. That's crazy. Like, yeah, they're beautiful. So, I asked my girls recently, I said, so, Hey, girls, where, where do you get your good looks from? Why are you so beautiful like that? Who do you take out? Like, mom. But where, who, who do you get the smarts from, though? And they're like, mom. <laughs> what do you get from dad? Your money. <laughs> oh my God. And that's the journey of raising four kids. And through, <laughs> life happens so quickly. We started the journey with hair, right, Gio? And like, something happened. So we were youth pastors for many years, and um, back in 2012, the Lord sent us to San Francisco to plant a a life-giving church, and he had birthed it through a season of prayer and fasting and seeking him, and he says, I'm sending you to a city, and I'm placing a city in you, and we began to pray and seek the Lord, and Pastor Bob actually was one of the apostolic voices that coached us on how to get ready and how to go into the city, and we were praying and looking for a place to meet for a long, long time, and we felt drawn towards downtown San Francisco, where you got the crazies. And that's everybody because everybody's crazy down there. And you got the tech world and you got Twitter and Instagram and, uh, you know, Pinterest and Adobe and all, all those great companies right there. And then right on the sidewalks, you got all the homeless people sleeping there. So you got the Ferraris and the homeless folk all hanging out together. And we just felt drawn to go to, to the hurting ones. And God says, run to the pain. Don't run from it, but run to it. And we just, we felt the call to go. And we looked everywhere for a place to meet and we're looking for buildings everywhere. And we were down to try anything, schools or whatever. And as the Lord would have us, he, he gave us a big old warehouse that used to be a porn studio. I won't tell you all the details, except we walked in and we're like, man, this could work. <laughs> we already got our baptismal tank right over here. That's awesome. What are those cages? That's children's ministry's rooms right there, like, hey. (laughs) We're not sure what we're going to do with the poles or the chains or rope, but man, we're going to figure it out. (laughs) And the Lord birthed the church in downtown San Francisco, redeemed it. Um, So we're just thrilled. How many of you know that it's, it's a joy to partner with God? Amen? Amen. He chooses us, and, uh, and we're, we're living, we're just living the dream, and uh, we're so thankful for friendships and divine connections and guidance and coaching. Pastors Bob and Sue were with us not too long ago, and Pastor Bob was preaching, and some dude high on meth was just going crazy in our audience, and he wasn't phased at all. He just kept on preaching the everlasting gospel. It wasn't, he wasn't phased by it, and people got saved that day. That's our journey, but hey, I love this theme. If you have your Bibles, go with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3, because we're talking about the sound, and um, you guys know the Bible. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir here, because there's, there's just a spirit of expectation here, and maybe you're kind of new to this journey of faith, or perhaps someone drug you to church tonight, and you're like, what is this church thing all about? They're seeing some crazy cool songs, and maybe you're not very churched. Welcome to a great place to hang out because I believe that God knows exactly who we all are. He knows you, and He's got a great word for you tonight. First Samuel chapter 3. Let me read a few verses here. At you. It says, Meanwhile, the boy Samuel he served the Lord by assisting Eli. Now, in those days, watch this, messages from the Lord were very rare, and visions were quite uncommon. Aren't you glad that you live in the New Testament? Because back in those days it was rare to hear a sound verse 2 one night Eli was almost almost blind by now had gone to bed and the lamp of God had not yet gone out and Samuel was sleeping in the tabernacle near the ark of God suddenly the Lord called out Samuel yes Samuel replied what is it and he got up and he ran to Eli here I am did you call me I didn't call you boy he replied that's the John John version right there go back to bed boy so he did and the Lord called out again Samuel Again, Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Samuel did not, uh, did not yet know the Lord, the Lord because he had, not, he had never had a message from the Lord before. So the Lord called a third time and once more Samuel got up and he went to Eli. Here I am. Did you call me? He's going, man, this old guy's going crazy. By the way, I have a little hood in me. Excuse me. Um, as we planted in downtown San Francisco, it's the hood so I, I preach like I'm, going to, I'm just going to make myself at home is that alright so I'm going I'm to give you permission to holler at your boy you can wave a hank if you want to and when people say amen they actually say go ahead that's kind of how we get down so if you agree with me as I preach you can say go ahead preacher go ahead. and if you disagree with me just shut it down don't say anything <laughs> suck it up goes on to say He's talking to the old guy. He says, I didn't call you, my son. Eli said, go back to bed. Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to Samuel, go and lie down again. And if someone calls again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. And then verse 10, the Lord came and he called as before. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel replied, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. He heard something. He heard a sound. Now, what's trippy as that in the Old Testament, how, how did God talk to people? Primarily, he would talk to his people by sending prophets to go, and God is saying this and that, whatever, and the prophet would speak to the people, and they would hear, and they're like, all right, God's talking to us, and God would use different uh, means to communicate. Sometimes he would give people visions or dreams. Think of Jacob, that he had a long journey, he took a nap, and he, he laid on this pillow, it was actually a rock, and all of a sudden he gets this dream, and he sees a staircase, and God begins to communicate with him, and forge covenant with him, and all that through a dream. Sometimes God would send angels to come and talk. God sometimes would use nature. Moses was walking on the backside of a desert, and all of a sudden there was a bush that was burning, and that, that in itself wouldn't be too trippy, but all of a sudden that bush says, hey, Mo." Huh. <laughs> hey. And God will speak through different, there's another prophet where God sp- spoke through a uh, donkey. In the King James Version, that would be a smart donkey, but... um. <laughs> Every now and then, God, in an audible voice, would speak to folks. But, but you know what's crazy? Listen to this. Noah, great man of God, one of our heroes of faith, lived 950 years. The Bible records that God spoke to him five times. About once every 200 and so years, God would speak to Noah. Think about that on average. Abraham, the father of faith, in a span of 175 years, the Bible records that God spoke to him eight times. Think about that, aren't you glad that you live in the New Testament? Where the sound doesn't come every 250 years, but the sound is blaring all day long, 24 seven, everywhere you go. We got Isaac, and Bible records God speaking to him twice. Jacob, seven times. Rebecca once. And there's just a variety of different characters where God would speak to them maybe once in a lifetime. But God's like, you know what, enough is enough. I'm going I'm to come down to their level. And God sent Jesus. God became flesh, as we say in Espanol or Portuguese. Dios con carne. <laughs> God took upon himself flesh, became one of us. And then Jesus says, hey, I gotta go, I gotta bounce, and if I don't go, the helper can't come. But I'm gonna go, and I'm gonna send you a helper, the paracletos, or I used to say paracletes, and they're like, pastor, that's what people wear when they play football, paracletes. But in the Greek, it's paracletos. <laughs> and the definition, the helper, the Holy Spirit is our tutor, our teacher, our comforter, our mentor. He's our guide. Jesus says, I'm going to send you the, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit. And he's going to lead you in all truth. And he's going to teach you all truth. And he's going to commune with us. And God is so into us that Jesus says, the Holy Spirit is with you now, but soon he will be in you. God is so into you. And I he says, I don't want you to just go to the sound. I'm going to bring the sound right to you. I'm going to get on the inside of you, and I'm going to talk to you, and you're going to hear my voice. Aren't you glad that we get to be a part of that New Testament? Let me hear you say, go ahead. Okay, I will. I will. I'll keep going ahead. So in the New Testament, how does God speak to us? And obviously the Bible, the infallible Word of God, from cover to cover, it is inspired by God, and it speaks to us. The word of God, the Bible, it doesn't change. It's not just a book, a book of suggestions. It's the word of God. You don't find the Bible. The Bible finds you. The word of God. Have you ever experienced one of those moments where you're reading the Bible, and maybe you've read that chapter or that passage before, but this time, during this season, as you're reading all of a sudden, and it's not even highlighted in your Bible. Maybe you didn't even underline it. Maybe on Version, you never saw someone else kind of highlight it and post it. But all of a sudden, the Bible finds you in that moment. (laughs) The word becomes alive and sharp. It's what we call soul food. It feeds the soul and the spirit. The Bible, that's God speaking to us. He speaks to us through the Bible. When in doubt, read the Bible. Always read the Bible. We default to the word of God. Sometimes our minds, man, we're tripping. Sometimes we think we heard from God. I'm like, huh, the Bible is always truth. How else does God speak to us? The Holy Spirit speaks to us, oftentimes through an inner still, small voice, and, and I'm going to get to that in just a few moments, how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The prophetic, there's prophetic ministry going on. This is a prophetic church. You are prophetic, and we've got, we've got the ministry of the, the prophets here, and uh, there's a prophetic atmosphere tonight, and God will speak, and will continue to speak to us through prophecy. Did you know, did you know that you can prophesy The same Holy Spirit that works through me or the different ones that are here to serve tonight, he also lives inside of you. So God will speak to us through prophetic ministry. God speaks to us also through godly counsel. Some of the greatest words that I heard from God came from godly counsel. Someone say, what's the Holy Spirit sound like to you? Like Elena. My wife. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was driving from, from the airport yesterday Dwayne, he had his GPS and the GPS sounded like a British, had a British accent this guy with a British accent hello, turn left here you know, or whatever, that's a terrible accident <laughs> a terrible accident. <laughs> but through <laughs> whatever, scratch that through the multitude of counsel, God will speak to us. Isn't that true? Godly counsel. Another way that God will speak to us is through preaching and teaching. Oftentimes, I'll be, I'll be listening. And by the way, you know, when when I he, I hate it when people say, "I'm leaving this church" because y'all don't know how to feed me. I'm like, girl or bro or whatever. Like, <laughs> it ain't my job to feed you. I'm here to preach. You grab your own fork and feed yourself. You know. And, <laughs> you noticed how. Have you noticed how the whiners are always in the cheap seats? They're never invested. They don't tithe. They don't join small groups. They don't join serve teams. I ain't being fed here. I'm going to another church. You go. Don't let that that door hit you on your way out. Come on. (laughs) Go ahead. It's, it's easy to talk, isn't it? Whiners, man, pff, it's easy. Easy to whine and complain. Not, that, that's not the case here at this church. Y'all are crazy. You're excited. You love the house of God. You love the presence of God. And there's no room for haters up in here. You know what I'm saying? Like, these crazy lovers. And God will use sometimes even the foolishness of young ones. And I've heard young young teenagers preach. I'm like, that is profound. Maybe their theology was simple, but it was so deep. So the preaching will, God will speak to us through preaching and through teaching. And God will often oftentimes speak to us through just confirmations. Lord, if it's your will for me to marry her as I drive down this road, let the next seven lights be green. (laughs) (laughs) And you see the red light and you slow down, like I ain't gonna. You're still moving. It turns green. Hey, hey, hey. Six more. <laughs> so God will speak to us through different witnesses and confirmations. God speaks to us through placing that peace, the peace of God. You might be going through hell. You might be going through all kinds of crazy storms. But in the midst of the storm, there is the peace of God that will sustain you. Oftentimes, God speaks to us in that place. Things are spinning around us, but yet there's the peace of God on the inside. Have you ever had one of those seasons of Mormons? Yeah. It's going to be all right. God will speak to us through open and closed doors. Sometimes you guys are all bruised on your forehead. It's like, what are you trying to do? (laughs) My door ain't open yet. (laughs) It's either not the will of God or not the timing of God. (laughs) Sometimes God will send angels to speak to us, for real. Angelic visitations. God will speak to us through visions and dreams. And I remember as we were prepping and preparing our hearts to go plant in San Francisco in the middle of the night one night. Um, All of a sudden, I I heard some of of my kids come into my room and, hey, dad. I'm like, dude, go get your own milk. (laughs) Dad. Dad. Hey, dad. Dad. And all of a sudden, it became surround sound.
1: Dad, dad, dad.
0: (laughs) I sat up, and I looked around, and I was freaking out. I'm like, how'd y'all get in here? (laughs) There's a multitude in our room. Different shapes, sizes, colors. They were all in our room like, ugh. <laughs> and all of a sudden, hey, Dad. And here's a question.
1: When are you coming? Wow.
0: And the Holy Spirit began to speak to me. I'm sending you to the fatherless. You will be a father and a mother in a city that I'm sending you to. And all of a sudden, I realized, we're called to plant a church. i babe, did you, wake up. Did you hear that? Nope. So God speaks to us in different ways. But listen, I love the fact that God is so into us that he says, you know what? You don't have to just go to the sound. I'm going to bring the sound to you. The Holy Spirit lives inside of us. And this is what I love because the, the, the general will of God is already revealed right here through scripture. But the specific will of God for this season, for this moment, comes from hearing the sound of his voice. And he wants you and I to hear his voice. He wants us to become familiar with his voice. In John 10, Jesus says, My sheep, they know my voice. They ain't fooled. They ain't tricked. They aren't, they're not led by someone else. And we're called to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. And here's a couple of thoughts, truths. When the Holy Spirit speaks to us, know this, three things. He is always, his voice, his sound is always consistent with scripture. It never, never contradicts it. It's always consistent with it. secondly, when the Holy Spirit speaks, he always glorifies Jesus. The glory always goes to Jesus. And thirdly, when the Holy Spirit speaks, he always brings hope. He might bring some conviction, but he, he always draws us closer to the Father. And he doesn't push us away. See, condemnation and conviction at times, they kind of feel the same. Because maybe, maybe a truth or, a, or some facts are being revealed. It's like, hey, you made a, you made a boneheaded move last night. That was stupid. And the devil would say, yeah, and therefore you are a loser. You're a backslider. You're going back to that other. And he might bring something out that did indeed happen, but the Holy Spirit says, but that's not who you are. You made a mistake, but that's not who you are. That ain't your label. That's not your destiny. That's not your future. That will not define you. I am doing a work in you. I am the author and the perfecter of your faith. If you would just trust me, hear my voice, I will lead you from here. So when the Holy Spirit speaks to us, it always brings hope. He's a, he's a God that brings healing from our past and always hope for our future. That's the voice of the Holy Spirit. If you're hearing voices and he says, I'm the Holy Spirit, and he's saying something opposite of that, that ain't the Holy Spirit. So what does the Holy Spirit sound like? Let me, let me just kind of do a check with y'all right here. Um, his name is the Holy Spirit. So therefore, if his name is the Holy Spirit, he's not the holy soul. And he's not the holy body. He's the Holy Spirit. Therefore, he speaks what kind of language? A spirit language. And yet oftentimes, God who is eternal, God who is spirit, he is spirit. He transcends any limitation. Oftentimes we try to reduce God's voice to just something that is just temporal and physical as though God is limited to that. Now understand me, God can and he does speak to people audibly and that does happen from time to time. But we don't have to reduce him and bring him down to this level when he's already outside of this level. And because you become born again, the epicenter of you isn't your soul, but it's your spirit And your spirit communes with the Holy Spirit. So when God is speaking to you, it's not limited to just mind or thought or reasoning. It's not just a feeling, but it's spirit communicating to spirit. Now, what's trippy about all this is that, God, what do you sound like? Oftentimes, God is speaking to us, and his voice sounds like your own thoughts, Dude, what is that? I was watching Bird Box and I'm getting all these crazy thoughts and like, (laughs) I don't know if you watched that. Someone talked about that movie, but (laughs) what does God sound like? What does God sound like? Here's how it works. just brief and amazing because we're going to start prophesying here in a few moments. On the Holy Spirit who indwells you, he lives inside of you, 1 Corinthians 3.16, you became the house, the tabernacle, the temple of the Holy Spirit. He resides on the very inside of you. When he speaks to us, the first part of us to hear him is our spirit. Why? Because spirit speaks to spirit. And yet, our spirit is joined together with our soul. And your soul consists of your mind, your will, and your emotions. And that's why for someone the Holy Spirit is speaking, all of a sudden your spirit and your soul begin to hear. And for some, it might be a thought. It might be an image. For others, it could be a feeling or a sense or an emotion. It's always unique, but use this example. One lady once came to me and says, I just feel the Holy Spirit coming in like liquid fire. She says, all inside of me like liquid fire. My like, girl, that sounds like heartburn. That's crazy. I don't feel the Holy Spirit like that. When my wife is praying, God begins to speak to her, and she'll write down this big old long journal, all the different things that God is speaking to her about, and she comes out of the prayer closet, and she's got a book. Sometimes I go in that same prayer closet, and I pray for an hour, and God gives me one word, no. So it's unique with all of us. So we can't compare our experiences because God knows how to speak to us. And for some, at times, it could be an emotion or a feeling or a sense. I just I feel like God is wanting me to do this or say that or go there. Oftentimes, God will give us words or a picture or a vision. He speaks to us in unique, unique ways. The Holy Spirit will speak to your spirit. And oftentimes, you'll hear these thoughts, and it's actually God speaking to you. And you're dismissing it as though it's your own thoughts, man. I think it was like those pickle sandwiches I had last night. (laughs) Tonight, I want to encourage you to hear the voice of God to recognize. I'm going to give you three closing thoughts. The band is already on the platform, and we're going to pray. How how keys to hearing the voice of God? Number one, sometimes we got to just be still. We got to silence all the other noises around us. Number two, we got to press in. My mama would say, you got to lean in. Sometimes you got to lean in. What what are you saying? Like when you can't hear clearly, don't you typically kind of like lean in and you listen closely? Oftentimes we're so busy doing, talk to me, God. But we're so dang busy, distracted. Sometimes we got to lean in. We got to press in. And finally, we got to actually expect to hear from God. Maybe you've been like this person where they pray like, "Yeah, God's not going to hear my prayers anyway, so who cares? And you don't expect to hear from God. You should expect to hear this sound. I want to invite you to stand to your feet because I want to pray a prayer of impartation over us. There is a sound that God has placed inside of you that comes from the Holy Spirit himself. He who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying. God wants you to hear his voice. He wants you to recognize his voice. And yes, there are gatherings like this that are special, and I love these moments. But you can actually take the sound home. You can be in your car, and you can hear the sound, and you can experience the sound because the sound comes from the Holy Spirit himself. I love this. In the Old Testament, some of these heroes of God heard from God five times. You could hear him all day long. We love the Holy Spirit. I want you to do two things. I want you to raise your hands like this. I want to pray a prayer of impartation over us. And then in a few seconds, I'm going to have you actually place your hands on your ears, symbolically speaking of our spiritual ears. Holy Spirit, we honor you. We thank you that you're madly in love with us and you chase us down. And in this gathering, in this moment right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're revealing yourself to us. How you want to come and, and dwell and, and move and interact with us on a daily basis. Even now, I pray that faith would arise in this place, that we would embrace your move, that we would embrace the sound from your voice. Now do this, place your, your hands on your ears. Symbolism right here. This is a spiritual thing. Holy Spirit, even now, open our ears to hear your voice open our spiritual ears to recognize your voice. Speak to us, Lord. Your servants are listening in the name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen, amen and amen. Let's worship a little bit as the prophets come to the platform.
1: You may, you may be seated in his presence. Well, wow, what a night tonight. What a great word from Pastor John John and just a great word about the, the glory, the greater glory of the Holy Spirit. We're in another dimension, another dimension. Amen, I, I want to start off, I, I don't know where she is. Who is the young lady that was, was leading the worship song, I'm surrounded by you, and she had free as a bird? Where, where are you? That, there you are. Wow amen Here, here's the word of the lord to you you just didn't sing a song tonight you sang your testimony tonight you sang a song of deliverance not that you need to be delivered but you were delivered and god's done such a, a deliverance in you and you know sometimes um we look at deliverance as being overt things you know like i ran with the gangs or you know, and I was in a ditch in Tijuana, you know, and he found me there drunk and high and you know, I hadn't eaten for thirty days or something, but you have fought a great battle with him. God has brought you to such psychological wholeness and and healing in your life. You know, I because of my background, my mother was a paranoid schizophrenic, not even laying that on you, but I come from a whole world of mental illness and torment. A lot of people don't realize the great how God feels about those who fight the fight of faith for their mind and their sanity and their soul and their emotions. And you have cried out to God to help you. And so many times things came on you that were like a storm you didn't even invite in. And somehow like a surge, things came up in your head, your heart, your emotions, and trying to deal with the anxiety and to deal with the fear and deal with the things within you. It's just... It took all the energy that you had in your whole person. The grace of God sustains you, and he's been taking you from one place of healing to another place of healing to another place of wholeness. Just, Just for you to be up here tonight, to have the confidence to sing is a miracle in itself. And uh, you, you don't see yourself as others see you. you. You see yourself as small. You see yourself as little. You, you see yourself as inferior. You, you see yourself as unworthy. There's a self-loathing. And, and uh, I just... There was just something tragic took place in your childhood that just so created wrong voices within you, and and yet you have climbed a ladder of wholeness and, and healing, and God's just doing one good thing after another. God's doing so many good things for you that it's like, can this really be real? I mean, can God be that good, and can life be that good, and could God be doing that many good things for me? And the answer is yes. The answer is yes and the word of the lord to you is this and you listen to me because i'm speaking from a person who had two halves of his life the torment of yesterday is gone so father in jesus name we thank you that god our sister is free as a bird she is free at last She is surrounded by you. She is in a place of great healing and soundness for God has not given you a spirit of fear but a power, love, and a sound mind. It wasn't an overnight battle. It's still got times you gotta armor yourself up and you gotta have people you go to and you you gotta just work through your thoughts, but you're coming from one place of glory to another place of glory, being changed and transformed even by the Spirit of God, and you are gonna be a strength to people. You are gonna astound people with your story, and your singing is gonna brought chains come off. Chains, come on! Chains, come on! In Jesus' name.
0: My brother, with—is it kind of a salmon pink color? tea? is that you? Stand up, and are, do you have a wife with you here? Someone special? All right, just just to be sure. The hand of the Lord rests upon the two of you. The way the Lord's wired you, my brother, it's like you have an eye for detail, there is preciseness, and it's like, like, like microscopic like precision. It's like you're detailed, and, and you have to be exact, and it's, like it's how you, you're wired, everything in its proper place, and I see you just looking at the blueprints and reviewing again and again and seeing everything is in its proper place and aligned correctly, and there's an excellence about you. And, there's integrity about you, and that's how the Lord's fashioned you. It's part of who you are. It's part of the very core of who you are. You're a man that does not uh, cut corners. I see you, you know, working late and, and working and, 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 and spinning the plates and making sure that everything is done properly until it's complete. That's just kind of your, your personality and the way that you're wired. And yet the Lord kind of in his mysterious ways joined you to that girl right there. And you guys, they say opposites attract. Good Lord, you guys are like complete opposites. And, or she is like that, that, that fireball and just like the, 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 the fire in the engine. It's like, we can do this. Let's go explore. And I see the two of you just going on, on these adventures because she's like saying, let's go. And it's not by coincidence that the Lord partnered the two of you together. I want you to grab her by the hand because this is a, a team. Woman of God, there's great faith within you. There, there is a deep well of the Spirit of God within you. God's been speaking to you even in recent weeks. He's been speaking to you again and again. You heard me talk about dreams and visions and insight and download. That's who you are. I see you just in your prayer moments. It's just getting lost in the presence of God. and. And it's easy for you to go into the presence and just get lost for hours because you love the presence. You're addicted to the presence of God. You're a woman of the presence of God and God is so pleased with your hunger for him. He loves those moments that you you set aside just to hang with him. It's like heaven slows down because God loves to hear your voice. He loves to speak and whisper his truths into your heart. There's a prophetess anointing that God's uh, placed upon you. You're going to prophesy the Word of God. I'm not sure if you do much of that quite yet, but you will. You're going to prophesy the Word of God. You're going to see hopeless situations, and you're going, it looks like this song. It might look or feel like I'm surrounded, but that's not my story. I'm surrounded by you, God, and I see you prophesying and making heavenly decrees and speaking forth the Word of God and overriding What man or people or what the enemy would try to say, why? Because you have found favor with God. I just see the pleasure of the Lord upon the two of you. I believe the Lord says you're called to be pillars in the house as well. Strong, strong in your resolve, strong in your faith, strong in your conviction. God has prospered you. He's blessed you. He's going to continue to provide for you. He's going to continue to pour in and through your hands natural resources, finances and blessings and all that. And that's not a priority in your world. It's like you just want to live with integrity and make a difference. God says that you are making a difference and he's going to give you more opportunities. And I see you in this house, the Lord turning up the heat and he's going to give you the ability to do more, to see more, to accomplish more. It's it's like, it's as though there's going to be a moment where you're going to be able to step aside even from business and give yourself for extended periods of time of doing the work of ministry and just loving on people. And again, I don't know you. I've never seen you before. I don't think, but I see you guys just being used and I don't know see maybe the doors to africa someday opening on a missions trip and just some medical help and like teams going out and and just assisting and i don't know i i just see you know the lord's the lord will drop desires and opportunities will line up and you guys are going to you're going to taste and see of the goodness of the lord and it's going to be different from things that you've experienced thus far but it's going to be so enjoyable so rewarding so fulfilling by the way in this exchange you're not in in, in committing your lives to the Lord and being used by Him, there's no collateral damage. Your dreams and your future, they're not being forfeited. You're not having to give up all these other things. This is an upgrade. This is an upgrade. God gives us the desires of His heart and God says that He's going, even even things and desires like, man, I wonder someday if we can do this. God says, you're going to do it. You're going to have even more fun than you had dreamt of or imagined because you've partnered with God Himself. You guys are amazing people. I need you to do something. I need you to just quickly come here because I want to lay hands on the two of you. There's an impartation tonight. You go to this church? You're part of this church? Yeah. In the name of Jesus, fresh impartation of the grace of God, the Lord marks you even tonight. There is a branding that is taking place. You're being branded by fire even tonight and you're going to experience the furnace of the Holy Spirit. The two of you will hear. You're a man of the Word. You're a man who knows the Word of God. You correctly divide the Word of God. The Word of God is going to become even brighter to you, hotter. It's going to burn within you. You're going to teach and instruct and impart and lead and share. And I see even tonight the Lord is drawing that line in the sand. The yesterdays are behind. Today is a new day. This is a new chapter. You're being launched into a new level of grace an impartation for the hand of God rests upon the two of you for good. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.
2: My sister, right here, in the kind of turquoise sweater and the white tennis shoes, right there. It's you. You come up here for a second. There's a um, a precious, amazing anointing on you to just worship and abandon and give your whole heart to Jesus. There's a desire in you to a pure desire, a desire that doesn't worry about what people think or say of you, and you have a whole heart after God. The Lord sees your heart, and He's He's well-pleased with you. And uh, I saw you in so, somewhat of a, well, it, I, I had a physical experience myself, um, was it last night? I felt like a vertigo, and I've never had an experience like that. And I, I felt like it was you that also had this experience where you felt like you were just, it's like you, you're you walking straight, but you feel like you might fall over at any minute. And I, I think there's a, there's a natural part of this of healing, but I feel like for you, there's a, the word of the Lord is coming to say he's going to step, put, um, a strength in your step, a sureness that wasn't there before. I come today, says the Lord, to give you a surety that you are in the right place and on the right path and you are steadfast in the right things of God. You have not been distracted. You have not gone to the left or the right. You have not fallen to the wayside, but you've set your eyes on me and I see your steadfastness. I see your dedication, says the Lord, and I I will use you, O handmaiden of the Lord. I will use you as a voice to many. I will use your voice to share my word and my truth and my love with those that others don't know about, that others can't reach, but only you. I see you working in the marketplace and even at school, in places where others aren't available to go, that you will have a new boldness to share your faith and your your love for Jesus. Oh, there's going to be a new strength put in your step, assuredness. An, an exactness and I see you also one that's going to go on the mission field It's going to go and support a team be part of a team you're going to go and, and lift up the burdens of others and you're going to care for the the absolute forgotten people of the world there's going to be a people group that God has already put on your heart that he's going to finance your way and you're going oh you're going to have favor you're going to see salvations that are going to go for generations into these new places that God is going to send you. Oh, you've said, "Even Lord, whatever you want to do with me." And oh God is saying, "Yes. I want to use you. I want to send you. I want to equip you." And I I see your hunger for me. I see your dedication and your pure heart. And as you seek these opportunities, God is going to blow the doors open in miraculous ways. He gives you a charge to practice boldness. Practice boldness. Be confident in the gift that I have put in you, says the Lord. Amen. 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 Yeah. I have, a, I have a word for this couple here, and I, I had to ask my husband, you you two were here, if there's a, um, if there was ever someone that has a, My husband and I get this all the time, but a Mr. Magoo anointing, and I don't know if you know who Mr. Magoo was. He would walk out on a plank, and it was an old cartoon, like really old, like we're really old. He couldn't see anything. He would just step out in space, and a plank would fall in in the right place. And you have been a, a man and a woman of unique divine appointments and opportunities that have come your way. Actually miracles. You've seen miracle opportunities that you said you couldn't have figured this out with all the smarts that you do have but you couldn't have figured it out. Only God could have opened the doors of opportunity and in business and and, in places that you've gotten to go and see. And God is saying today, I will open up even more opportunities for you. This is a day of new grace. There's a new grace for the two of you to bust open wide opportunities in in the business realm, even opportunities in a creative aspect you have a, you have an anointing upon the two of you. You, I see you as a team working so well together to just um, infiltrate. That word infiltrate, you know, I, that's just sort of like running through my head. I almost see water going through pipes and just like, there's like a filtration, like a a purification system, and, and I know you have something. I don't know if you have something to do with pipes at all, but there is a. Um, I just see hundreds and thousands of miles of pipes that are involved with you. God has given you an opportunity to make money for the kingdom, but also to to have people that you're going to contact through this that are going to see about your faithfulness and see the miracles and the opportunities. And you're going to say, only by God's grace, only by God's grace will be your testimony. Sister, you have a... A writing gift as well. You know, there's a lot of writers in this house. It seems like a writing anointing here. But you also aspire to write something, a story, a family story. And I I feel like God is saying now is the time to set your pen to it and let him give you the words and the timing and the perfect, just putting it all together. God is blowing on you for that project to begin now, says the Lord. There's a now anointing.
3: There's a young lady right, right right, almost towards the back, right with a black shirt on, tennis shoes. Yeah, you got your hands folded. Come on up here, real quickly. I saw you. I saw you like the girl in Hunger Games with a bow and arrow. And I saw you continually, not just one, but over and over and over, I saw the arrows go and go and go and go. And I sense that you have taken time to be well-educated, and it's like, God, what, what do I do with this now? And God says that he has given arrows in your hand, and you will put blows into the enemy over and over. And there's something inside of you that just wants to run away. There's something inside of you that says, you know, God, I want you to use me, but I'm a little scared. And today the Lord comes to break off timidity from your life in the name of Jesus. And we call forth the warrior spirit out of you. What man would say, you're not capable. The Lord says you are capable and he puts his hand upon you and he calls you forth. Warrior woman of God, stand forward and see the mighty work of God using in your life. It has been something you've seen in your heart even as a little girl god gave you visions of what you would do god gave you visions and i even see you on short term missions trips i see you as you going and coming but i see i see you i see you saying god i don't even know if i can shoot straight and god says as you pull back His spirit, as you listen for his spirit, he will guide you. He'll show you exactly where where to release. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just release this young woman to the purposes of God. We release the fire of God. Even as we sing in this church, the wild ones, you are one of them. You are one of them. Don't look back and say, I'm not one of the ones that jumps around. No, God says, you are one of the ones he has called out. A called out woman of God. Called out woman of God. Yeah, and you know, I believe there's many other youth in this house as well. I don't even know how old you are, but God is raising up an army of youth in this house. And I sense that word over all the youth of this house, that there will be a bow and arrow, a warrior anointing to begin to make blows to what the enemy would wanna do. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord lifts up a standard, but I believe there is also an army of people ready with bow and arrow, just ready, ready to say, "Come on, come at me, come at me!" Say. And we're not, we're not afraid of what the enemy is wanting to do. And uh, there's another couple right here with the uh, hat on and a jean, shirt, uh, jean jacket right here. Yeah, you too. I believe the Lord says that. I know it sounds crazy. We've been using this word pillars in the house, but like these pillars right here, I believe the Lord's getting ready to add another level to this house, and so more pillars are needed. And I just I sense you being strong pillars in the house of God, and not just pillars, not just those who, who can teach, but you're going to teach others how to be pillars in the house of God. You're going to teach others how to be steady. You're going to teach others how to stay in it when it gets hard, how to bear the weight. A, a pillar in the, a pillar in a house that bears the weight of the next level. or bears Bears the weight of the roof. And God says that you've been proven to bear the weight. And as God has shown you the the, the way to walk and the way to stand even under hardship, I since there have been seasons where it's been it's been heavy. But you have learned how to stand strong. And the Lord says, Teach others how to do it too. Don't keep it to yourself. Begin to see others that have that same strength in them and pour into them and tell them, we can do this together, we can do this. We can hold up the next generation. And let me just say this, we spoke over the youth, but the older generation is not done in this house. It's time to rise up, and it's time to be the pillars of the house so that the next generation can build another level and then another level because we are building the kingdom of God. Amen? Amen.
1: What a night. What a night. You know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't deal with revelation to know that a church that has gathered so many people out of so many rough places and, and uh, that the enemy can really kind of do a number on their mind, their spirit, the spirit of condemnation. I believe that that one of the great fights in this church is for people to rise out of that, that God has forgiven your past. Come on, I'm going to forgive all your iniquities. I'm going to throw away your trespasses. I'm going to wash you. And I'm going to remember them no more. And so we, we, we know that. And at the same time, it's easy to come to a church with such a gifted pastor and his wife and team. And you just kind of enjoy the richness of what's coming up here on the platform. And you say, well, you know, I, I can never attain that. But I believe tonight God wants to call people to greatness and, and break off limitations off, off, off of you tonight. And that's one of the things the Lord... You know, wants to do. So I'm just going to kind of wrap. I just mean, just kind of rattle a few things off. Young lady, the Lord is coming right now tonight, and He is wiping away accusation of the enemy over you. I mean, He is. The enemy has tormented you. There's been a pointing of a finger. There's been your past brought up. There's failure screaming in your face. And the Lord says to you, "I have forgiven you." It is it is gone. It is gone. It is gone. It's not going to come to you in the night season. It's not going to come into you when you're in the you're in worship services and you feel disqualified. You I want to sing, I want to lift my hands, but I'm disqualified. You're not disqualified. There's therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. It's absolutely gone. You are, I want you to know how righteous you are. In the sight of God, you're as righteous as Jesus. You're as righteous in Jesus. Zechariah 4. There was a priest tattered from times of great destruction in Israel's history. And, and, and this vision Zechariah had, there was, he was there before the Lord in his garment, which speaks of our, our righteousness, which is full of holes and tattered. And, and there was Satan, his adversary, opposing him as he approached God. But you know what the Lord said? The Lord rebuke you, Satan. Come on, and he put a new coat You put a new garment on that priest. And that's what God's done to you. He's not doing it tonight. He's already done it. So we break this off of her right now. In Jesus' name, you're not going to remember the past. The past is going to be a memory. Come on, it's going to be new things, new fruitfulness, new activity, new self-image. Sound like a good plan? Come on. I want you to say something. I want you to say this. I want you to say it. I know that we're talking, I'm talking about your spirit. You're very beautiful on the outside. But I want you to say, I am beautiful. That's right. I'm beautiful in the sight of God. Feels good to say that, huh? Do you believe that? You receive that? Come on, say it again. I'm beautiful in the sight of God. Come on, say it with me. I'm beautiful in the sight of God. All right. Amen. 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 Young yeah, lady, just clapping next to the girl with the orange sweatshirt, blonde right there, black. Yeah, that's you. Stand up, please. Amen. Yeah, that's you. That's you. No, the girl right here. All right, I'll get a word for you. Just sit down, and I'll get. I'll give you something. I always feel bad for people who thought it was them. I mean, I'll give you a little blessing or something. Just... You don't realize this because. The, the way you view yourself is, you know, I'm a, I'm a nice average person doing a nice average life. I just want to live a good life and be a good person and, you know, so excited to be around. All this is going on, but, but the Lord wants you to be in the game. And, the, and there's a gift in you I'm going to call out tonight. You don't even realize, but you are going to draw a lot of people to this church. You are a marketer for the kingdom of God. You're a teller of your story. You're you're excited. You you make friends with people like in 30 seconds. They just they just whoa whoa I I like this person. Oh they're so cool. What do you know about nothing? But I like them. It's just. That's you. you're just going to win people in your heart. And hey, would, you would you come to my church? Just because they like you. They may hate God. But they may hate the church. But they like you. They're going to come. And they're going to get touched. Come with me. And you're, you're going to be bringing in one after another, after another, after another, after another, after another. That's what you're going to do. You're an evangelist. Say, I'm an evangelist. That's what you are. Father, in Jesus' name, touch her. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. All right. Or sweatshirt, stand up, okay? Oh. I'm gonna tell you what you are, you're a discipler. You are a disciple, you're, you're a mama at a young age. And you just kind of take people under your wing, and you coach them, and you cheerlead them, and you go after them, and you keep track of them, and you text them, and you pick them up, and you meet me here, and you nag them, and you, you harass them, and come on, I'm going to get you not just to first base. I'm going to get you all the way to home plate. That's what I do. I'm a disciple. That's what you are. Do you like the word? Amen. Last time. Amen. Very back, lady with the nice pretty uh, plaid shirt on, standing next to the sound booth. That's you. You're the only one standing next to the sound booth. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> Amen. Tonight, the Lord wants to increase your spiritual self esteem. You're a good person, you're an incredible mom. But, you're, you, but the way you view yourself in anointing and gifting, you're a five and you kind of see yourself as a one. And the Lord's taking you up to a five tonight. You 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 are going to be you, somehow you have access to women and uh, hold them captive and be able to share and talk with them and you're just gonna you're just gonna pour into one woman after another woman after another one especially young women there's a there's a great passion in you that that young women find true beauty and uh, not be destroyed by all the, all the image issues of our culture. And you're going to build them up and and encourage them. I even see you writing material to help for women, to help women with their image of who they are. And you're going to be a beautifier of women. and, And you're going to not just do transformation stuff on the outside, but you're going to do transformation stuff with them on the inside. And I want you to get up in the morning and just say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And he's going to give you creativity, not of just things you're going to do like ministry, but how to put things together to do ministry. And you're going to have great ideas, creative ideas, and it's going to have great fruit and an impact. This house is marked with such a spirit of excellence and you have that excellence in you especially in the area of women mentoring women that's that's actually the title of my wife's ministry women mentoring women but that's your mantle women a woman mentoring women you're going to train others and you're going to be a beautifier of women
0: this might be just a little easier My young man with the green shirt stand up real quick are you flying solo, meaning are you single right now? Not married yet. Not married yet. There's a joy that the Lord has placed within you, man. There, there's like a, a contagious joy about you. Like you are a carefree dude. Fly like the ego. It's like, like dude, you are like an outdoorsy dude that just loves life. And there, there's, like, there, there's just a carefree nature about you. And that's how the Lord's wired you. There's a spirit of faith. You're a Barnabas in the house of the Lord. Man, you are a Barnabas, an encourager of the brethren. That's how God's wired you. You are a gift to the body. God wants to let you know how pleased he is with you. You know, Barnabas also in Scripture says that, you know, think about this. I want you to listen to this voice because, let's listen to this. Outside of Jesus in the New Testament, the Apostle Paul is possibly the greatest character that we know in the New Testament. But it was a Barnabas who took him under his wing. It was a Barnabas who believed in him. It was a Barnabas who took the risk. It was Barnabas that sold a piece of land and invested himself into this movement called the church. He was a man filled with faith. He believed in the underdog. God's given you a heart to believe for those that are broken. He's given you a heart to believe for the disenfranchised, for those who've been kicked to the curb. God says that he's marked you and he's gonna use you to be one who gathers the broken pieces. And God's gonna use, you're gonna see a lot of young men get radically saved, delivered, and rebuilt, (laughs) restored, renewed, perhaps there's a Paul that God is raising up, and he's using a Barnabas to pour into his life to raise him up. And it's like, dude, and it's like you never look for the accolades. It's not like you're looking for the praises of man. You just want to honor the Lord. It is your joy and your delight to just see others prosper and find their, their place in the kingdom. And God is so thrilled with you. And because of that, to whom much is given, much is required. God is going to entrust much into your hands. Why don't you just open your hands like this. Father, I thank you for the harvest that you're sending this young man right here. Thank you for men, young men, Lord God, who just, they've gone bankrupt in life. They have no vision, no sense of purpose. You're going to use them to speak life. And as an encourager, you're going to use, you're going to give them words of life. So I see you bring like CPR. You're going to lay hands on them, bring them back to life, reviving them. The word of God that flows through you and I I see just just imageries and vision and lenses and colors and photography and I see I see I see just the Lord just using you and expressing his love in and through the arts in and through the expressions do you like taking pictures yet no not yet oh snap The, the, the principle, though, here is that you're not limited to one angle or perspective. God's going to give you a multifaceted ability to see through all kinds of different circumstances. Like a photographer who has to change lenses d- depending on lighting and the colors and whatnot. I see the Lord giving you the ability to adapt to the moment and to the situation. For his hand rests upon you. God is going to prosper you. He's going to bless you. It's going to flow in and through your life. God planted you in this house. It wasn't by accident that you came here. It was by divine orchestration that he planted you here. And everything, it's like overhauls, like everything flipped, everything switched. And you're radically hungry for the things of God. In Jesus' name, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. (laughs) Young lady, who are you, bro? Is this family right here? Oh, the whole row, Lord Jesus. Stand up real quick. And this helps so that we can, like, later you can listen to the word and all that. What's your name? Courtney. Yeah. God sees you. God sees you. And you're not alone in this journey. You're not alone. God sees you. God says he's doing the heavy lifting for you. You're not going to you're not gonna have to drag this thing through. God is at work on your behalf. His hand rests upon you. You've trusted him. Even when things didn't play out the way that you had thought they would. You had some ideas of what they were going to be. And you found yourself in the pit of disappointment. Dead ends. But God is the God of breakthrough. And God says that you're not going to go around this cul-de-sac. You're not going to go around the wall. No. And you're not going to go over it either. You're going to go through it. You're going to break through to the other side. Because there's even even people very close to you that God is at work on their lives God is going to shine his light into their hearts and into their minds freedom is coming deliverance is coming breakthrough is coming God is going to use you. God is going to use your testimony. There's a message that he's forging on the inside of you. I can see that you're creative, girl. You got all kinds of bling and swag and flavor. It's like you got, you got all kinds of creativity on you, but there's a message within you that God has been developing and forging. The diamond in the rough is coming out. I want you to just, just come here. Let me allow, allow me to just place my hand on your head. The enemy torments your mind. And I take authority over those tormenting thoughts at night, those harassing dreams, the worries, the anxieties. We break them off in the name of Jesus. The blood of Jesus drives that all away, all away, all away in the name of Jesus. There's a sound resonating in your spirit right now, right now. A word of God a word of affirmation, a word of acceptance. You are the daughter of the king. That means that you are a princess. You don't have to earn his love. You don't have to buy that love. You are the daughter. You're the princess that has access to his heart. And God says that he loves you with an everlasting love. He wraps his arms around you. Today is a new day. There's a new confidence coming into your spirit, even right now you came to the right place at the right time this is your moment says the lord in jesus name be free i'm just going to keep hogging up the moment if you don't if you allow me man of god big dude big dude stand up yeah my man i saw you already i think it was last night you're somewhere around here as well you're right over here huh dude god pulled you out of the my clay, man you made some choices that weren't the best choices but god in his mercy pulled you out yeah, he did. And there is a bulldozer anointing. You You are big in stature and naturally speaking, but God has also grown you on the inside to be a giant for the kingdom of God. The enemy played with your mind, man. He told you all kinds of things. And that wasn't the word of God. But God came to renew your mind. It's like he's, he's, he's brought a transformation to the hard drive of your heart. You think differently. And God's at work on your mind right now. You're going to think different. You're going to talk different. You're going to see different. There is a new resolve, a new confidence that your God is for you. Listen, you are the son of the most high God. Labels that were placed upon you are stripped. The the, the tattoos that were like uh, uh, contrary to the will of God. God removes that from you. That is not your identity. That is not your destiny. That is not your future. God says that you are his son. You are an ambassador of truth. And God comes to touch you in your mind even tonight. Raise your hands to heaven like this. Just both hands, brow like this. Like you're surrendering fully to him. Just like that. You look good. In the name of Jesus. Father, release your power upon this man of God right here. Use the scars from the yesterdays as a platform of your mercy. Father, I declare that you're going to use this man of God. He's not going to go back into the old ways, but he's going to walk with a renewed sense of purpose and confidence and authority and power. People around him that were hating on him, that were chastising him, that were rebuking him and speaking untruths about him. Father, we silence all those voices and we declare that today is a new day. Lord, you've carved a new groove in his life. Father, we declare your plans and your purposes over him. Bro, listen, these next, listen, you need to be grounded in the Word of God in this house. These next, I don't know what kind of leadership development, discipleship program you all got going here, but you need to give yourself fully. Watch the transformation that is going to continue to take place. A metamorphosis. You're going to soar like a brand new butterfly. Do you understand the analogy? A brand new creature. And people that were in your circle go, dang, how did that happen? Who are you? And there's going to be a greater confidence about you. Man, just get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. God's hand is upon you.
2: Um, oh, there's not a staircase there. I better not go for it. <laughs> no, and I'm not going to jump. This couple right here uh, in the second row, yeah, I just... I, I could not shake it, and uh, there's a um, yeah, YouTube. There's a um, I, it's just so funny. I saw a picture of you guys like um like country western singers just doing gigs that you not exactly more like ballads. Like you just sit up there and kind of do the oldies and the and and, and then the the people are out there are not really paying attention. And I feel like God is um, giving you a new audience. I think that's the word that comes to mind. I I don't know if you have any musical talent at all, but the picture that I keep getting is that you guys have um, been playing to the wrong audience, that God has a whole new venue for you, that he's, like, bringing you into this place for this time, for this season, to retool you and to give you some new... um, my, my, um, I just I can't even, it's like you're going to be in a new, I, I just took up the harp as an older person about, seven. I was telling somebody the story, I just went from piano to a whole new geography instrumentally and my hands kept wanting to go back and play this direction but all of a sudden I'm playing a vertical keyboard and I, that's the, the way I'm seeing you is that I, there's a whole new retooling in your your purpose and you've been in the prayer closet asking God give me the purpose for which I was designed and God is answering the cry of your heart that I have designed you to play to the people of God to draw them into places of worship to be in a in the house of God, really giving all your gifts, all the gifts that I've put in you, O oh man and woman of God, to bring glory to Me, to to create a, a an incense, a, a, that biblical picture of the incense that burns, that the, they burned in the temple, that was to go to God as a as a, as a aroma that pleases Him. Your life is in a redirect mode right now. And as you submit to the leaders of the house and you come into a place of training, God is going to reform some of the talents that he's so gifted you. You're gifted people. You're gifted in business. You're gifted in people skills. You're gifted in some really uh, amazing avenues that take you far and back. And again, I just see you guys with lots of audiences of people, lots of people will listen to you. But God is retooling you; He's retooling you for His purpose. And I think part of that is just really practically evangelism—to be a witness and what you do well in your business and your your work world—to um, be glory, to bring glory to Him, and not just to um, just for yourself. But but this has been a cry, and this is a time. And God is saying, now is the time I'm helping redirect you. There's a... I, I Sometimes I just get a, a, a like a word over somebody and then I forget and I come back and the word is still like in a weird way, just kind of over. And it's a healing. It's a healing. And um, my sister with the blonde hair and your, um, I think might be, there's someone with a blue shirt next to you, but you, yeah. Have we have we prayed over you yet? I The word healing, the word healing and the gift of healing is just strong on you. And I don't know if there's people in your, I mean, I'm sure there's people that you have prayed for for healing, but I want to, confirm to you that the Lord has anointed your hands to do warfare in the area of, of sickness and disease that has come from the enemy in the lives of some people around you and you are to take up this commission you are to intercede in this house for these people for the healing of the sick do you, do you receive that? Do you feel like this is something you've already thought about? Because I feel like it's so big, it's like a banner over you. Healing. Like, you know, those, that big hospital sign that's down the road? The word over you is not hospital. It's healing. It's healing in the house. And here's the other thing. I don't know where you, you work or hang out, but I see you um, telling people that are desperate Desperate, emotionally, really messed up people. It, come to come to church with me, and just come on and come to church. It's a gentle invitation, but it's it's full of the power of God because of your intercessory prayers and the anointing you have to bring healing to the sick. If you guys are sick, I mean, can this girl pray for you? There's something in that. There's something in her. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. <clears throat> Almost third row to the back, brother on the end. You have come kind of a reddish maroon shirt. You're, you're kind of built like me, five ten by five ten. <laughs> well, well, why don't you stand up? Is that your wife next to you? That, just, why don't you stand up together? Okay, man. I just have to identify. You, know, you, just, you don't mess with you, big big guy, big guy. More like six two. Now you stood up. Okay. <laughs> but not six two by six two. Man. One, you don't mess with you. Okay, that's the first thing. I'm not going to mess with you. But uh, you got a great authority in you. you got a great authority in life. I don't know what you do for a living, but I'm going to say two things. You carry an authority wherever you go. And I think you have authority on the job. You have authority over people you you say to this one go and they go this one come and they come and you just you're a man of a great authority but you're but you don't use that authority in an unethical way and you're going to you're going to take broken people who are extremely rebellious and you're going to you're going to help put their lives together in the in the in the midst of you're, you're, you're never too high, never too low. You're just steady, eddy, and even, and man of great character. Man is not moved much by this. And sometimes you're not even a man that's really that sentimental, but there's a tremendous compassion within you. I got to help this person. And uh, that person doesn't even want your help. But somehow you, you're you in a place where you can force them that they, they, they have to accept your help. And. Uh, and you're just going to have a way of getting into their lives and and uh, rebellious people are going to get their life in order because they've come into contact with you and uh, and uh, you're going to help them you're like crooked sticks become straight i mean that's that's what you're going to do and god's going to expand your household and expand what your influence and the people sometimes you guys don't like God's going to pull a joke on you and he's going to bring the people in you don't like and you're going to, and, and you're going to restore them and you're going to love on them. And, and, uh, you, there was a day you didn't want to even be 10 feet within their, their parents, but you're going to be very close to them and help them putting their, their lives together. And it's a, it's a beautiful work of grace because it's, it's God that's done this. There's, you guys are heroes. You're heroes because you're doing doing little things on a day-by-day basis that's changing destiny in people's lives. Both young men and young women, they're getting their lives transformed on a day-by-day basis because of you. And every day you get up, you say, I'm going to do the will of God because it's making a difference. And one day you look back, you're going to see a tremendous amount of fruit. Amen. Father, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Dave, I have, a, I have a word for you. That's your wife. I didn't get a chance to meet her at lunch today. You guys stand up here and we'll encourage you. And he said you were off teaching something somewhere. I'm glad that you're back. And gave him my political opinions. And whether he agreed with me or not, he was very gracious towards me. Dave, I, I, all night long I've been feeling in my heart that, in, in some respects, there's a little regret in you, that that I wish I had accomplished more, and I, I should have I should have made a bigger imprint and a bigger bang at, at this stage of my life. And the enemy's used that on you. The enemy's worked on you in that. And the Lord has, is coming tonight to tell you that your your, be, your best days are ahead. Not behind. But, uh, you're, you're gonna be, you're gonna become really, really productive, and and you're in a place where your greatest gifts can be released. I almost saw you like the guy spinning plates, you know, and was one's falling over. You got to keep that spinning. You're not good in that environment. You're not. You're not a multitasker. In fact, when. When you're done, all the plates are shattered on the stage. I'm not a multitasker. But what you are incredible in is, one, is teaching. There's a great teaching gift on you. What you're outstanding in is writing curriculum. And I see you, you know... This is an evangelist church with a heart and a bunch of preachers, and they all want to be like Jo. You know, they all want to spit and sweat. <laughs> and, and, and what what this what this church needs not this is, I can't find fault in this church, but there is a need. Every every church has need, and and we and I think God's doing it, and I think He's doing it through you, is to create a teaching curriculum where where. It's going to be stuff that people can do at home and people can do on their own time. I even see that it's video lessons and things they can do online and things getting posted up and classes like Facebook Live where, where you're teaching and, and this your teaching gift is just going to grow and grow and grow and grow and grow. And, grow. and, um, and you and your wife are, are like, you know, educators, and uh, it's just this, 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 this thing that goes on, and and you're incredibly organized too. And uh, I just see, I know you're, you're doing your the whole, you know, the four-step process, and that look, Jo went with the leaders today, and it's going to be great. And I don't want to let the cat out of the bag to the church, but, but on the auxiliary side over here, and and, and you're at over small group ministries, correct? Yeah, that's what you do. You're not over you're, you're like but but you're gonna feed into that whole thing materials for people to use and how to use them. And here's the other issue. You're gonna get invitations to go other places. The phone is gonna ring and will you come over and help us? And I'll tell you one thing you know a lot about. You know a lot about what the pastor and the rural community in a small church is going through. And you're gonna be you're gonna be apostolic to them. I'm telling you, the, the heroes of the faith are the rural pastors. Okay, no one wants to stay, you know, in Herkimer. You know, I'm in Herkimer, and I suppose where I want to grow up. Now everyone's leaving, so they're always losing their congregation. And young people go off to the university, and you know, and the, economy, the farm economy goes down, and money goes from here to here, and and you know, one person gets mad in the church. The majority of people get mad in the church, and you can't insulate it. And they, all the stuff that they go through, and yet they hang in there. And you're going to be a a father to rural pastors, and they're gonna they're, you're going to find yourself pouring into them. You know, you're like H. B. London. Remember H. B. London? When I walk around with J- James Dobson, you're just going to encourage them and walk with, have coffee with them, and listen to them. And uh, a whole new ministry. I mean, you got. I don't know. because i am not going to prophesy the day of your death, but you got many years. I don't know it. I don't know the future that way. You have many years. I was going to say you at least got 20, 30 years left of intense productivity in this area. And so when you go to bed tonight, we're going to put the regret away. We're going to put the haunting voices of maybe what could I have done and more what has God built in me. Because I believe this. If you're going to be effective apostolically, you have to know frustration. You have to know smallness. You have to know failure. You have to know all these things. Because you're not just pastoring some guy that's, you know, the goose that laid the golden egg and he just, everything he does turns to gold. Okay, you're dealing with this person saying they're still making an impact and you're moving them forward. You have that in you, so get the pen out, get the computer out, get the books out, get some ideas. You don't have to stress the schedule. People want to. People want to sit underneath you. They want to hear you teach. They want to hear you preach the word, and it's going to be good. Amen. I.
0: Uh, are you guys broadcasting this? Is there a radio? I feel like the Lord is saying there's someone listening to this moment right here. And particularly, you, you were either recently locked up or you're still locked up in jail right now. And you're hearing, you're hearing this word. And you said, God, if you would make an exchange. God, if you, if you could use my broken life. God, if you can do something with this mess, I'm willing to give you a shot. And God says he takes you up on your deal. You're hearing this voice. He takes you up on your deal. He says that he's going he's to pick up your broken pieces. You're no longer going to live for yourself, but you're going to live for him. And you're going to be an instrument in his hands. Rather than being one who would inflict pain, you're going to come and you're going to infect people with the good news of Jesus. And grace is going to just come forth from you. And God is going to use you. Family members are going to be amazed. Ex co workers are going to be amazed because God has done a work of transformation in your life. So, wherever you're at, I don't know if you're even in this room, perhaps from this room, maybe recently you were just, you were freed. And He's saying, That is me. Maybe that's you here, or maybe you're listening to it. But I just sensed it so strongly in my spirit. He takes you up on that deal, like the great exchange. He takes you and He makes that exchange in the name of Jesus. God, we declare the finished work of the cross, the blood of Jesus that washes away our past, our pain, and our suffering. I speak, Lord, the prophetic destiny over this brother, particularly in the name of Jesus.
3: Sister, looking right at me, you've got a tan... A tan a jacket on, brown hair. Yeah, you. Would you just stand up real quickly? My sister, I think it's the one right behind you. The one right, right in back. I'll get to you in a minute, but yes, you. Um, for Christmas, my sister gave me a, um, an oil diffuser. I've never seen it before, but it was, there's was all these different oils that she um, showed me, all these different things. And I feel like the Holy Spirit wanted to just call you out and let you know that he is pouring the oil of the Holy Spirit into your life, and the flavor of the Lord is so beautiful. He's given, he's made you a dispenser, a dispenser of his Holy Spirit, and he is, he's going to visit you in the night hour, and you're not going to be afraid anymore. He's taking fear and torment off of your life. There will not be even tears at night anymore because the the rest and the, uh, the rest of the Lord is sweet. He says he gives his, his sweet sleep, and I just speak the peace of the Lord to your soul. I speak the peace of the Lord to you and through you. The Lord is going to use you in a powerful way, and you have said, me? <laughs> but the Holy Spirit is strong, and he's working inside of your life in such a powerful way, and you're going to even sense even more. I want you to, um, I feel like the Lord wants you to, to, to find your way closer sometimes in services, in worship services towards the front. Because there's, a, because there's a place here where you can be filled. And I believe as you're filled, and you don't have to do it like everybody else. You don't, if you don't need to jump around like everybody else, but there's, a, there's, a, there's an impartation of his spirit just upon you. So Father, right now, we just pray for an impartation of your Holy Spirit, the oil of the Lord that would come not only in her and through her to bring healing to her mind and her heart, but also through her and out of her, Father God, as a dispenser of your grace and a dispenser of your peace, coming to still every storm, coming to still every fear, coming to bring hope and coming to bring peace, Father, right now, release a tour in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And earlier as my husband was getting ready to um, finish preaching and the worship team came up, if you've ever been a part of a worship team, you know there's something called a sound check. And right before you get up on stage, you have to listen to make sure that the mics are working correctly, make sure everything's working correctly together. And I just have a word, I believe, for the worship team of the house, that God is wanting you not just to do a natural sound check, but from this day forward, you do a spiritual sound check with every— I know you already do individually, but even almost as a practice, there will be a, there'll be a new voice from heaven that comes, and a new sound that even comes out of you. And there's, a, there's an anointing on this house— for worship, but there's anointing on this house to release worship as well, and I know you already have. But there's a sound coming, and you're to do a natural sound check. But you're also to do every time a spiritual sound check. Lord, what are you saying, Lord? And I know you already do, but every single one on the worship team—not just one of you, everyone who is a part of the worship team—and maybe the entire church collectively. Lord, what's the sound? I want to. I want to. I want to be in unison together as a team. So God is God is imparting to you a sound check a sound check where you'll be able to hear the voice of God and be able to be able to see because when you the worship team sings out and maybe you felt it tonight there's freedom in the house there's healing there's something that not even somebody on a mic can do the Holy Spirit does it and as we listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit he comes and he brings a healing so collectively as we listen for that sound check he's going to come and he's going to do miracles like you have never seen before in this house and God is also bringing diversity to this house he's bringing more and more people from different backgrounds different races different different situations and God is anointing you to be able to embrace and be able to hear the voice of the Lord for so many different people that are coming in
0: so I'm I'm a prophet and a pastor so I'm gonna prophesy over you but in a second is that okay I saw you stand up and then you sat down and we it's like girl we're gonna prophesy over you so don't worry about it so hang tight but um In this vein of worship where is the gal that was leading right over here where are you at are you in the room yeah there you are you know worship is not something you do it's who you are you know and the enemy try to like like take your voice he tried to take you out he tried to pull you away and but God, God saw it even from the foundations of the earth that he would, he would breathe life in and through your lungs. That you would sing and you would worship. And worship just comes from who you are. It's, just, it's part of your life. It's not something you just do on the stage. I see, I see you everywhere. Everywhere you go in the grocery store, there's always a song of the Lord. It's like in the car, you're jamming to worship. Sometimes you even go old school. You're listening to worship from the 90s. It's like, oh Lord Jesus. It's like, it's like, and you love the presence of God and you love trying new things and you love, you just, you're lost in worship. But God says that he loves your adoration, not just on the platform, but every day, every day, every day, those moments of adoration. It's like fragrance that reach the nostrils of God and he's so pleased with you. He's pleased with your home. He's pleased with the atmosphere. It's like you build a sanctuary in your home. Is in a modest place. It's like, man, this is my sanctuary. And right there, the presence of God comes. And it says that Moses would go and he would leave the camp and he'd hang out at the tent of meeting with God. He would meet with God there. It's like you have a place where God loves to meet with you. It's like there's an appointed time. Interesting is that Moses would go back, and oftentimes Joshua would linger a little longer. Girl, you're like a presence junkie. You love the presence of God. God loves hanging out with you. Let me tell you this. I know that this, this, this worship team is extremely creative. There are songs and there's creativity. I don't know if you've written songs, but God's going to give you new songs. And you're going to start writing new songs. It's going to be a unique song. Unique flavors as you team up and i see you just hanging out with seth and others i see i see the lord giving you words and it might be a line here and there but pretty soon there's going to be a flavor and a flow and do you write songs yet you do already a few a little bit one line at a time that's how you write that's how you write, that's how you write. i see the lord giving this house and i'm speaking over you but collectively over the worship team there's, going to, be, there's there are going to be songs that have already been written that are going to be sung. And new songs are going to be composed and written that are going to be sung, not just in this house, but they're going to go into many, many places, different countries. And I see just the sweet aroma and the fragrance of God, just the worship of heaven. It reflects heaven and also your community around here. So go just get ready. You're not a tag along. You're part of what the Lord is doing here. Amen. <laughs> yeah you yeah. you know God is the God of seasons and you find yourself in a very unique season right now sometimes there's a there's a, a desire within us to like come on let's hurry up and get to the next season but in every season there is a blessing God's timing is perfect and I just sense that you're in a season right now like the, the, the on the potter's wheel and the clay is being formed and God is doing some deep work deep things in your life and He's giving you the grace to navigate through this season. And I think the word of the Lord, I just sense it in my, my spirit. Lord says, his grace is sufficient for you. Don't be rushed to try to get out of this season, but trust in the faithfulness of God. Enjoy the moments. I know it's like winter time, but smell the roses. Just enjoy the season that you're in because God is with you and he is for you. Do you have any little ones by any chance? Any, any kids? You do. How many? One girl. She's three years old. What a gift from God! There is just a special, there's a special grace upon you, and this little one that God's given you. What a treasure! Una princesa. It's a little princess. I see, I see her just like a little with a little Cinderella little crown thingy, whatever those things I call. I forget. Does she have one of those tiaras? Tiaras, That's the yeah. (laughs) What a gift. I'm just here to, to just let you know that the Lord sees you. He sees the season that you're in. Yes. Your prayers are special. They're sweet to him. Your little one is a gift from God. Yes. She's going to grow up and, and, and know the voice of God from a very young age. There's something. What's her name? Celine. Celine. She's gonna know the voice of God. I I just declare over her, she's not here, but I'm gonna prophesy over her. She's gonna sing the voice of God. There's all kinds of famous selenes that sing, but she's gonna sing worship songs. She's gonna be a a worshiper in the house of the Lord. The worship is gonna fill your home. I just I want to encourage you to, to fill the, 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 every room in the house with worship because she's going, be, she's going to be exposed to that. She's going to grow up and that she's going to be familiar with the voice of God. But today, I just want to encourage you. The hand of God rests upon you. He's going to make a way for you. Even at times when it felt like, man, everybody else seems to catch a break. What about us? What about me? The Lord says that he is for you. He is with you. He's going to make a way for you. Lean into him and lean on him because he cares for you and he's going to sustain you and you're going to continue to giggle your way through you're going to continue to enjoy the seasons of God because his hand rests upon you for good you and Celine, in the name of Jesus your home is blessed in Jesus name stand up yeah there's such, a, such a, a deposit of the Word of God in the two of you. There's maturity. You're seasoned. Yes. You're seasoned. Veterans in the house of the Lord, veterans in the kingdom. There's a deep word, a deposit of the Word of God, and yet also great, uh, just a, 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 a great prophetic. There's a well of the prophetic within the two of you. Prayer and intercession and discernment and integrity and discretion. It's like you are armor bearers in the house of God. You know, in this house, it's like there's an amazing team of leaders around you. You're part of it, obviously. And, but what a, what a joy. I'm reminded of Jonathan and the armor bearer. And uh, in this case, I see like J.O. as literally J. Jonathan. And I see, I see you two as armor bearers who would say, do what you have in mind. We are with you, heart and soul. It's like you are all in. The two of you are all in. You are deeply committed. You, you've, you've sipped the Kool-Aid. <laughs> it's like you, you, you drank it all and you came back for seconds. No, you're, you're deeply, deeply committed. You are faithful. You, you are good stewards. It's like, man, you, you are the dream armor-bearer team. Pillars in the house strong and movable and shakable. It's like, man, it's like the Lord comes today even to say, well done, well done. And even when others would have come with the voice of accusation, God's giving you that, that you're like the peacemaker, is able to diffuse all that and filter that away and deflect that. And you've guarded leaders and you've guarded, even in times past when others would have come with the voice of accusation, rather than taking on the offense, you deflected it away and you guarded your pastors and leaders. And God is so pleased. God is so pleased. And because, you know, you're, you're in a vital place in the house, You know, when when there's a team like this, we see the good, the bad, the ugly, we see everything. And and it's like, man, you've learned and you've known what it is to cover in love. It's not a cover-up, but you cover in love. And God is so pleased and honored with that in your heart and your attitude, your disposition. God says that he's going to continue to speak to you. He's going to, con- I know yeah, that there's a, a word deposited in you. There's a teaching grace on you. There's a prophetic thing on you. I don't know if you guys lead at times all night prayer meetings or whatever, but I see just like just like a thrusting in the spirit, like an authority to pray for a region. It's like there, there's different levels of authority. And I see the Lord just increasing levels of authority to decree the word of God. You know, and, and over the two of you, there, there's, I sense like, like there's some, some, some generational things. There's some families that are just bound by just generational curses. And they're just kind of entrenched in this stuff. And it, it, you have to break it in the spirit. You have to pray it through. And there is a warring anointing upon the two of you to break, break these strongholds off of people's lives and homes and families. It's like, you know, the disciples that came back to Jesus and Jesus said, some, some of these only go through prayer and fasting. And I, I I sense like the authority of the Lord as you you seek the Lord, as you position yourself. God's granting you the the authority because the call upon the house, now this is a collective word and it applies to you, but the the call upon this house is that you guys are going to go into difficult places, into difficult regions, and you're going to have to break through in the spirit first. Before the troops get there physically, you have to bombard it in the spirit, and I see the two of you being catalysts of just spiritual warfare and declaring the word of God and speaking the kingdom of God, let your kingdom come and your will be done in this place, and this community, just as it is in heaven. And I see the Lord giving you uh, just the authority to speak his word. And it's going to, it's going to open things up in the heavens. J.O., I prophesied over you guys. I think I remember now at MFI years ago when we were at Red Lion or one of those hotels, I think you alluded to, because I had some funky like pants or something you said. I had like some, I don't know, first time I met you, right? Yes, that's right. But I remember prophesying expansion over you guys, and I don't know, if, I don't know what the, how the story has played out, but you guys, I know you've planted other churches, but there's going to be expansion that the Lord is going to. There is an apostolic call on the house, but you guys are going to continue to expand. And it's going to be strategic. It's going to be in the timing of God. The plans will not be aborted when it's time to go. You're going to know how to go and how to send these teams and, and the, these, the expansion. It's like there's going to be other wings to the house and in some cases other houses. And I see the Lord just granting you favor. And these two are part of that praying in the spirit and prophesying and declaring it and opening it up in the heavenlies so as you guys expand and your influence will continue to grow you two are a vital part of all this you're not tag-alongs. you're part and in an integral part of what God is doing through the house there's an authority you've earned your stripes you've paid a price and God is pleased and honored and he's found within the two of you faithful stewards faithful in the house of God faithful armor bearers comes to just, there's even things and dreams that were placed within you in the 70s and in the 80s and in the 90s, and you're like, huh, well, maybe I was just thinking a little bit too bodaciously. Maybe I was thinking a little bit too much, and maybe that was for somebody else. Bro, God says that he's not done with that yet. Even those things, the dreams to ride, the, 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 the dreams to to go places and... And uh, God says that he's going to bring it about. He's going to bring it to the surface. Even as you served another man, even as you watered their hands, God comes and brings a full circle. He's going to continue to use you. There's going to be I don't know if you travel, I'm sure you probably do, but God's going to continue to use you. You're, you're going to go into settings. I see you teaching pastors. See so you going into even foreign soil and teaching and training and equipping pastors and leaders. And have you guys gone on trips like that before? Not yet? Not yet. Not yet. God is, God is going to use you guys. I don't know how you guys do that here. But um, I see the Lord using you guys in a tremendous way. Prophesying. Doing some of what we're doing right here. To, do you prophesy already? Yeah. I, I see. You, you, get a lot of, you get a lot of pictures. You get a lot of pictures. It's like pictures. Your, 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 your vision. Your, 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 your visual kind of individual, aren't you? God gives you pictures. Pictures. Describe those pictures. I see like remember those overhead projectors from back in the day That's old school right there I see that the prophetic as I lay hands on you. I see the Lord giving you like like those transparencies overhead. Like 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 I I see the Lord giving you the imagery and the vision and the picture. Describe it. That's prophetic. Describe what you see. Speak forth what you see, and then God is going to continue to play slayers. And you're going to describe what the Lord is revealing to you. And it's going to find their hearts. It's going to be the word that they need to hear. This is going to increase. In the name of Jesus. Let there be an increase. Prophetic activity, prophetic in the two of these. Prophetic intercession, deep intercession, warring intercession, warring. Authority to war, authority to wage a good war, to overcome, to overcome. We declare it over these two, but over the house. Catalytic individuals, prayer and intercession, the prophetic in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Your home is blessed. Your offspring, your children, your bloodline, every single one is blessed. Every single one is blessed. Every single one. Children, grandchildren, spiritual children, they're blessed in Jesus' name.
2: How we doing, Pastor J.O.? You guys are good? There's a couple back here that I just got the word, uh walk on water this too right here and I feel like this is um, a season for you to step out in a faith position you know the story you know just Peter walking on the water and then all of a sudden he sees a storm and he loses it he totally he's like already in the zone and then he loses his focus on what just happened and he, and he starts to sink but Jesus, you know, is there. And I feel like for you, there's a, um, there, is a, there was a stepping out. A step out in faith and a step out and seeing God. And then there was a, there was a turbulence. The storm started to stir around you and took some loved ones and really shook you to your core. The Lord says today, I come to bring comfort to you, daughter. Comfort to the places of loss, the places of not understanding why. I've seen your cries, and I heard your cries and your tears. And God comes and says, I was in the midst of the storm. I have a way for you to survive these things. As you cling to me, as you step out again, Trust in me," says the Lord, "because I have a good plan for you and your family, for your kids. You have kids. There's a, there's um, a, there's just a a unique something about your kids, something something special. And a, and God is saying, there's a there's a hand. His hand is on your kids. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's a, he knows exactly for the purpose that he created each one. And see, I have a special needs granddaughter, and she is um, a huge, huge testimony. And though, though she can't talk or walk, she has an influence because my son-in-law it, talks about the change in, that was in their hearts. So in what we see is a storm or a, an impossible thing God is working in the midst of it and he has not forgotten you. He has not forgotten your situation. And your kids are all in his hand. I pray covering right now over their family against the attacks of the enemy even. And I pray tonight that you would create in them a strength out of this storm, that they would give others hope in their storms. They would say that, Our God is awesome. Our God is able. Our God is faithful. Our God has been a rock to us in the midst of our trial, in the midst of our tragedy. God has been with us and he can be with you. Your testimony is is a raw one, but it is going to change. It changes the course of some people's lives. You see, when we give up hope, the enemy gets the advantage and he sows seeds of despair and then death and destruction follow that. But God is in the midst of turning despair into hope again. And I just I just so believe that you guys have been through it, but God is on your side and He has not lost sight of you. I just believe that with all my heart, I see it in you. None, none. Are you guys, are you guys married? Are you guys, are you guys married? Yeah. How long have you been married? Seven years is a good number. So special. What is that? Seven years is the number of completion or something? Yeah, yeah I got my. Perfection. I got it right. What? Perfection. Perfection. Oh, you feel like this is a perfect year. I just pray over your marriage. You don't have to answer that. You know what? <laughs> You never want to ask a married couple, you know, right on the spot. Right now, I just pray over this couple. I believe for a unique charge over them. They, they have a unique calling. They're in a place of influence. They're even in a platform where people have to listen to them. And I believe that their influence, even amongst young people, is strong and growing And God, you're going to give them opportunities to witness. You're going to put words in their mouth that they didn't even know they had. You're going to teach them. I see them even in just like recreational places doing evangelism. I don't know if you take teams recreationally, but I just see you leading people, young people, even all different ages, but there is an influence. You guys have a leadership gift in you, and God is raising up in the two of you an even stronger gift. You need to press in and ask God to equip you because he's got more for you. He's got an assignment for you to touch the the community that you... Do you live in this community, in this area? There's, a, there's an influence that the two of you have it is powerful, and it's a leadership gift. And God is blowing on the two of you. And I, I just want to also bring a word of healing right here. A healing of. I just feel it's a father thing, and right now there's a dad, there's a there's a dad thing going on. But God is bigger than the disappointments. He's so he's such a great dad. He brings in. He replaces what seems like um, <laughs> what seems like an unchangeable situation. And he, he replaces it with his glory and his goodness. And he actually has given you some wonderful fathers in this house. And I feel like there's a great thing here for you. This is a great place for you to plant roots.
1: Are hey guys hanging in there yeah. Yeah. All, right. All right. don't want anybody being like eutychus and falling out of their chair and we have to raise you from the dead or something amen there's a man uh one two three four five six row he got kind of a grayish greenish plaid shirt you're looking down right now you're staring at me and that's you would you stand up sir What a, a beautiful man you are. There is a, there is an incredible spirit of prayer in you. I mean, you pray, and you pray, and you call upon the name of the Lord. I have, a, I have a, there's a man that I know. He sees me once a year. I met him one time at a conference. His wife's a flight attendant, so he gets his buddy passes. He lives on the East Coast he prays for 900 pastors a year. And he tries to fly and meet all of them to the most. And how can I pray for you this year? He just comes and once a year has lunch with me. He's kind of a nerd. And uh, he can't hear. He's got this like old-fashioned megaphone thing coming out of his ear. I'm, I'm at Applebee's. and Tell me how i going to pray. You know, just and I kind of give him what I'm doing, and he flies off. I don't see him for a year, but he prays for me all year. And you're the type of guy that just prays for people, and prays for situations, and waits on the Lord, and and uh, what you do in the secret place. It's it's like the war room. You're, you're calling on the name of the Lord. I see names in front of you. I see people you're praying for. I see lists you're checking off. I see leaders you're carrying on, and 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 what is not powerful on the outside is powerful on the inside. Because the Bible says the weapons or our warfare are not natural, but they're mighty in God even to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul was actually talking about his ministry. And you're mighty in God pulling down strongholds. And you may not think that your prayers are moving heaven much, but they're moving heaven much. You got to be there. You got to be praying, because when 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 you stop, it's like them dropping Moses' hands. And the and when when they went against the Amalekites in Exodus 17, the enemy prevails. So you lift up the rod of God. You lift up the rod of God and release the power of God in this church. I want you to. Can you lift your hands up right now for me? Right now. Come on. It may be weak, but you lift up the power of God. You lift it up in prayer. You lift it up for the people. You, you lift it up for situations. You, you lift it up. Hours of prayer. You lift it up. You call upon the name of the Lord. And come on. Demons are fleeing. Strongholds are coming down. Breakthrough is coming because your hands are up. And the rod of God is up. Jesus name put this fight in our brother in his weakness strengthen him In his weakness strengthen him that the power may rest on him That I boast in my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me Paul said and God is pouring through you a great authority in the spirit world you're known In the demon world, you're known. My greatest compliment is have your name known in hell. Your name's known in hell. They know you. They fear you. Fight on. Fight on. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 There's a brother back here, you you got about row 11, you just kind of busted up right now, but I got a word for you, you got a red hoodie right there, that's you, stand up, man, amen, amen, man, what a heart you got, you got the heart of a lion, you're the heart of a lion, I'm telling you, you, one, you know the word, man, you know what's right, what's wrong, that's truth, that's error, it's... I mean, don't buy into that. I'll, I'll buy into that. You test things. You don't jump in the water. Everyone's drinking the Kool-Aid. You just sit back and go on search on, on, on the Internet to figure out if it's Kool-Aid you should drink. And, you know, you, you just got that thing in you. But what is fantastic about your ministry is you're a rescuer. You are an absolute rescuer. You rescue individuals. I mean, what's going on, man? You've got a boldness that's, that you won't quit. Where are you? I haven't seen you in church. You're gonna go after the peripheral ones. You're gonna go after the sheep that lead the fold. You're gonna go after the ticked-off ones. I mean, we're having a glory cloud here in the next last three days, but you know what church life is. What do you, what do you have when you put a bunch of Christians together? War. <laughs> and you're, those that get fended, and get bent out of shape, those get deceived, those get discouraged, those fall back into addiction. You're gonna be the chaser. You're the ones keeping track on them. What are you doing, man? What's going on? And you're able to speak truth into them and put the word. This is what God says about you. This is what the Bible says. All that stuff you stored out is for battle. That you're going to give it to people. You're going to be like a walking promise box. I got a scripture here for you. I got this scripture here for you. I got this scripture here for you. This is what the you you have great faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. And you have great faith. You have faith that God says it here and says it here. you got to believe God, not the voices. And you're going after one wayward person, after another wayward person. And it's like you're bringing it back in the house. You're going back out to the front lines. I'm going to go get another one. You're bringing it back in. I'm going to go get another one. Remember the remember the movie two years ago about Hacksaw Ridge? Kevin, okay, that's you. You're Hacksaw Ridge. You're a you're a spiritual corpsman going after the wounded in battle, who are God's people who have been waylaid by the enemy, and you're going to keep bringing one after another back in to Heart of the City Church, who got separated, who got touched, got attacked. The Amalekites attacked the weak part of the Israelites. It's, it's interesting that Malachi is a picture of the flesh, a picture of the enemy. Amen. They attack the weak parts, the weak parts, the weak parts. You're going to go after the weak ones. Amen. Father, do that in him in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 One last thing, and give it to the next part of the team. We're kind of flowing here a little bit out of rhythm. We're just going to let people go that got it, and the rest of us can just clap them on here a little bit. You know, one of my one of my great burdens, I know it's probably your great burden, is is to see an increase in healings. I mean the revelation gift is is wonderful and, and to read people's hearts. And Paul said when secrets of their hearts are revealed that they will fall on their face, they, you know, they'll worship God and say God's truly among you. A great manifestation of revelation and, and and prophecy and that type of thing. But you know, three dimensions of Jesus. You know, Jesus came and he preached and he taught and he healed. He, he just did. I, and and uh, I, I just believe that we, this is a gift we're going to have to pay a price for. There's going to be an agony and there's going to be an ecstasy to this thing. What was it? Uh, Randy Clark said, if you can't pray for 100 people and 100 people don't get healed, then you're not ready for the healing ministry. You know what I'm saying? You, if you're not willing to do that, and, and you're going to back away. It's messy because, you know, someone gets healed, someone dies. And you go through all these things. And we prayed over my father-in-law with cancer and he was dead three weeks later. I mean, it, it really took me. We, we Other people got healed and delivered and everything else. And so we, we go through these things. What's the answer? I don't know. But I do know this. You're not going to see the power of God unless we see a release of healing. You mean, and, and go after it and contend for the faith and contend for it. One of the ways, not the only ways, is words of knowledge, things God wants to do. That's one way. It's not the only way, but we should, we should, we should go there because Jesus went to one to a pool and he he went after one person in that pool. So sometimes he does things in environments. I I felt like tonight someone, uh, like the back of your your scapula, right back here on the right. It's. Uh, is uh, it's, it's irritated you? It's like it could be an athletic injury, it could be a work related injury. It's hard for you to raise your, your arm, it's hard for you to sleep at night. It's you know, it's because right back here is a, a real irritant. Could you stand up if you felt like that was you? Would you go ahead, go ahead, stand up, stand up? Okay, I know sometimes we have many people identify. All right, so right there, brother. Okay, right now, I, I pray. Just stretch your hands toward them right now. Okay, first, raise your arm. As best you can, that's the side that's bothering you. Okay? Don't have to raise it high because I know it's uncomfortable. Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray for this. We thank you that their faith, they're grabbing it. We thank you that they're going after it right now in Jesus' name. We speak healing to these shoulders. Healing to Lord God right back there and the trapezius and the scapula and that deltoid and that whole thing and that, that lack of shoulder mobility. The irritation at night that God's even caused sleeplessness and discomfort. We're speaking now in Jesus' name to their bodies claiming your power to heal them, your power to deliver them, your power to release them in Jesus' name. Now, I don't want to work this up. If there's not an ounce of improvement, I don't want you to even try to say there was. But I do want you to do one thing. I do want you to try to do something that you couldn't do before right now. Let's just do that without, Okay. Do something you couldn't do before. All right. So Father, we we ask. Lord God, for those who, who haven't, can't do anything different, we just pray the continue work of your spirit in their shoulder and their back and do that. Those that are seeing a progressive healing, like you touched a man a second time, Jesus, you are the son of God. We're just a bunch of serpents down here. Lord, we touch them again in faith. And Lord, we thank you that there's going to be reports that, man, my shoulder is better, I'm comfortable, and I can function uh, like I haven't functioned in a long time. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. amen. Now I want you to do something for me. If there's improvement in the morning, I want you to get the text to Pastor J.O. or one of the team leaders here. We want to find however your process here is you get a testimony in. We want to hear if it happens next week. Come on, just because it didn't happen tonight doesn't mean it's not happening. All right. Someone. Yeah, I'm gonna put my hand right below my navel, right here. I think it's intestinally. I think it's inside. I don't know. You know, I don't know my organs. Where's what? You know, duodenum or you know, your pancreas or whatever. But you got inflammation. You got discomfort. You got something wrong inside and real great discomfort here. You know, if you got just gas and diarrhea, don't don't identify yourself, okay? But this is. I'm sorry to get a little biological here, but but here's something. God wants to heal someone and something's going on right here. The intestines and the stomach below in this particular extremity of your system. Thank you, man, for standing up. And Father, in the name of Jesus, and if you stood up too, then come on, we're gonna buckshot this one. And my brother, the intercessor, is gonna stand up too. And right there, come on, in Jesus' name, we speak. We got. Do we have? We speak right now in Jesus' name, Lord. At these stomach conditions. Lord, we we Lord, we're, 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 we're going to believe the Bible. We're going to stand on the Bible. Lord, some of these people have suffered greatly. We we pray for healing in the name of Jesus that the power of the Spirit of God will come upon these bodies. Whether there is whether there is irritable bowel syndrome or there is some type of intestinal issue of, uh, 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 in the in the, the gastric system or something's not functioning right. Lord God, let healing take place we play for miracles in the name of the healing name of Jesus in the healing name of Jesus Lord we believe you're here we believe your power we believe your word we stand and we trust you for the results in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus now this one I want you to test I want you to test it test it tomorrow just so the next day. We had a man going into surgery in our church, had double hernia. When they took him in, there's no hurting at all. They had to pull him out of the emergency room. Okay, so healing is not by our effort and straining, it's, it's God just working. But we don't start doing stuff like this, we're not going to see anything take place. One last thing there's just someone above your kneecap, right here where the quad meets the, the top of the kneecap, right in here. Just for, I just felt like there was someone had an injury there. It's limping. It's bothering you. It starts from here. It goes down in your knee. It's just discomfort. You got to limp around sometimes. It just, it's just not wonderful. God wants to heal that. Amen. In Jesus' name, we pray right here above that. We pray for this in the name of Jesus. Take away this pain. Take away this inflammation. Take away whatever the muscles are doing to that joint or wherever the injury is. If there's a ligament issue, Lord, or or a tendon issue that's causing that, even if there's gout causing that, Lord, we just speak against that in Jesus' name and let a healing take place in that leg. In Jesus' name. And brother, I had a word for you anyway, so thank you for standing up for that. Amen. You are... You know, we, we have all these gifts. You're going to preach to the nations, and you're going to do this. We all clap. We're all odd. But you got an incredible ministry of helps. Matthew 25 says this. Helps is this. You, you serve people. You've got a servant heart. you got a deacon heart. you got to go to people. Jesus says, I was in prison. You came to me. I was naked, and you clothed me. And Notice this. I was sick, and you visited me. Didn't say you healed me. I was sick, and you just came. You cared care. You guys, man, you go here, you go there, you go here. You, your left hand doesn't know what your right hand's doing. You just got this quiet compassion of just visiting people and showing mercy to them. It could be groceries. It could just come and just see how you're doing. Is there anything we can do for you? I mean, you just have the love of Jesus in in your heart. And Jesus said simply, when you've done it to the least of my brothers, you have done it unto to me and you keep doing it keep doing it, you don't, you're like led by the spirit, we gotta go do this, it's like a, a constant thing that takes place in your life, you don't argue with each other, I need to write that person a check, let's just do it we need to go do that for that one, yes let's just go do it, let's just go do it let's just go do it because you guys are just huge hearted people showing mercy and love to people, God bless you Amen.
0: come on Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Has tonight been amazing? Have you been encouraged? I don't know if my mic is working or not. Can you hear okay? Is it working okay? Can you hear the sound? uh, My favorite thing, every, every Sunday, for the glory of God and because he's faithful and merciful, every Sunday, people give their lives to Jesus at our church. It's amazing. We've got, we've got businessmen and women that are getting saved, folks from the tech industry, homeless people, folks from all kinds of backgrounds meeting Jesus. Why? Because Jesus loves to connect with them. I want to invite you to stand to your feet tonight, and I, I don't know how you guys do it around here, but I have a hunch that there are a few of you here tonight, maybe, maybe many, that you're not right with God. Maybe you came tonight, maybe a friend invited you to church or a family member, somebody invited you to come to this church, like, man, this is different from what I had imagined. I didn't know what to expect. But you came here tonight, and you're like, you know what? I'm not right with God. Maybe one of two scenarios have played out in your journey. Maybe you've never given him the opportunity to be the designated driver in your life. And you've been calling all the shots. You've been the boss. You've been the CEO, the chairman. The store manager, the supervisor, the shift leader of your own life. And you're like, man, I'm just kind of stuck and I I don't feel like I have a sense of hope or purpose and I, I need God. Maybe that's your story tonight. Or perhaps you came here tonight and at some point you were walking with God but life happened, stuff happened and You've allowed yourself to kind of drift away, and you're not right with God today, and God's tugging on your heart tonight. He says, it's time to come home. It's time to get right. Now, I may not know your story, but I know that God knows your story, and tonight we have the opportunity to surrender fully to Him and say, God, would you take the wheel? Would you take control? Would you be the Lord of my life? So with every eye open, because we don't give a rip about what others think. We're saying, you know what? I want to get right. I want to get right with God. I want to surrender to Him. If that's you, right where you're at, just wave at me because I want to pray with all of us. I see a couple of hands. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Who else? Thank you over here. I see a hand over here. Another hand over here. Some hands over here. Another hand over here. Anybody else a hand over here? Some more hands. You're saying, I want to get right tonight. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to make him the Lord of my life. I want you to join all of us, our entire church family. We're going to pray this prayer together. It's the prayer of faith. And you're not going to be drowned out because God's going to hear your prayer. And if you're real, if you're serious, he's going to hear your cry tonight. And he's going to bring you into a brand new chapter of this journey called life. Are you ready to pray with me? Would you say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for coming after me. Tonight, I open my heart. I invite you into my life. I repent of my sins and my selfish ways. I surrender fully to you. Be the Lord of my life from this moment forward. And help me, Jesus, to live a life of purpose and that will make a difference in someone else's life. In the name of Jesus. Come on, and everybody said, let's tell all of our friends how much we're proud of them. Hallelujah. Yes, Jesus.